0: This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of mrschristyjones.com, episode number 31. In today's episode, I'm talking about something that we all either struggle with personally or we know someone who does, beauty. Do you believe that you are beautifully and wonderfully made or do you believe the lie that you are too tall, too short, too dark, too skinny, too light, too fat, too, 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 too. We're talking about loving your own beautiful up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement, staying a wife. You are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, welcome. I am so excited that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe, you already know how much I love and adore you. And so let's jump right into today's show. Today's topic is really important to me for several reasons. One, I have a huge heart for women. And what we're going to talk about today is an issue that affects women, Two, I have struggled personally in loving my own beautiful and I have walked the journey of learning how to love my own beautiful at whatever stage I'm in. It truly has been a journey and it still can be, but there are some things that I have learned along the way that I want to share with you today in the podcast. In 2004, Dove launched a global campaign to help redefine beauty after finding through a global study that only 2%, 2% of women defined themselves as beautiful. 2%, ladies. 2% of women think they're beautiful. Only 4% in the world think they're beautiful. And so did you know that over 75% of women hate what they see when they look in the mirror. And 90% of women want to change at least one aspect of their physical appearance. Wow. That is huge numbers. Now, I know statistics aren't the end all be all, but it gives us an indication of where the issues are or where the crisis is. And it's around women truly loving their own beautiful. And so how can we expect to love God and love our neighbor as we love ourselves when deep down we really don't even love ourselves? Or we don't know how to love ourselves. You know, one of the things that God tells us is to love him with all of our heart, soul and mind. This is the very first and great commandment. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. So no wonder the world looks the way it does. We don't even know how to love ourselves. So how can we love our neighbor it's just not happening. So God said that we are beautifully and wonderfully made and that we are made in his image. So if 90% of women want to change at least one aspect of their physical appearance, then this message says a couple of things. One, we believe our inner selves is, are, is less important than our outer selves. Two, we don't really think much of God's image. Three, do we really love God? God says that he made us in his image. So if we aren't loving ourselves, what does that really say? Hmm. And do we, we really don't believe that we are like God or ever can be or or, are we really faking? Yeah, I know. I said it. Are we faking the funk? Are we pretending to be something that we're not or something that we hope to be but don't know how to be? Or are we hiding who we think we really are, hoping no one finds out? Ooh, I know, I know. But that's what we're talking about today, sisters. We are talking about loving our own beautiful. So even in the study, they talked about these women, 2%, only 2%, define themselves as beautiful. So the other 98% believed, really 77% strongly agree that beauty can be achieved through attitude, through spirit, and other attributes that have nothing to do with physical appearance. Okay, then 89% strongly agree that a woman can be beautiful at any age. Then 85% state that every woman has something about her that is absolutely beautiful. So then if only 2% of us are defining ourselves as beautiful, what is really going on? Why do so many women wish there were things about them that they were different? Why is it that the things, there are things that you've said, whether they're to yourself, whether they're out loud, whether it's something that you're just even thinking that you don't like about yourself or that you do not think is beautiful. Why? Because someone said something, someone said something to you about whether it's your nose, your color, your hair, your height, your size, your shape, your eyes, your lips, your I mean, the list goes on, right? And so what are we to do? What are we do? What are we to do to really walk in loving our own beautiful. Now, beautiful, God defines beautiful. Beauty is defined by God and God alone. He sets the standard for beauty and he gives us really clues throughout scripture as to what defines a beautiful woman. Unfortunately, the world defines beauty very, very surface, right? The world's definition of beauty fails to recognize the key component that determines a woman's beauty, One, God, everything that God has created is beautiful. So the fact that he's created you is one, you are beautiful. You are beautiful in your size. You are beautiful in your shape. You are beautiful in your, with your, with your personality, with everything about you is beautiful. Now, we have to realize that there were things that might've been said to you that have changed your perception of your own beauty. There are certain things that someone may have said about your forehead or about your nose. In my case, it was my skin color. And that brought some level of awareness to you and shifted your perception of you and now made you either shrink back, made you embarrassed, made you feel guilty or shame about who God has created you to be. Now to just to tell you a little bit of story about me is I I grew up in Santa Barbara, California, where there were a lot of people who didn't look like me. And I was one of very few African Americans in my classroom. And it was not a big deal, because I kind of grew up like that. So it was no big deal. But when it became a big deal, was probably middle school, moving into high school, where people used to stare and they used to say things like, wow, I've never seen a pretty dark, go- dark girl before. Or I've never seen a beautiful black girl. Or wow, you're pretty to be so dark. Wow. Now, while they may have intended that to be a compliment, that is not how I interpreted that. I, in- You're pretty to be so dark? Hmm. That's not, I did not take that as a compliment. Even it was around dating age, because I remember guys used to say, wow, I would never consider dating a a dark girl, but you, I would. Or (laughs) things like, wow, you're pretty to be so dark. Like I've never seen a pretty dark girl before. And while they may have been very genuine in their statement, it changed me. Those words changed me. It changed who God created me to be. It changed what I thought I was supposed to be. It changed my understanding of who God created me to be. And I'm almost certain that there are things that have been said to you that have changed you. And some of those things you may have overcome and you've Move past them and you realized they were a lie, and some things you may not have overcome and that you are still holding on to them as truth. Because what happens is when someone speaks something to you that is a lie, we actually see it through a filter and then we either adopt it as our own truth or we discard it as a lie and keep it moving. Now, depending on when this was shared with you. You could have been three. You could have been thirteen. You could have been thirty-three. It really depends on when this was shared with you to really decide how you interpreted what was said. So when I was probably twelve, thirteen, fourteen, that's something. Wow, you're such a pretty dark girl. Wow, you're pretty to be so dark. It became a little ridiculous as to how much I heard it to the point where it made me feel that I was not beautiful, one, and that there was something wrong with me because the way the tone people would say it and how they said it, it made me feel really badly about myself. I ended up really shrinking back from my power. I really just wanted to hide because I didn't want one more person to say, wow, you're pretty to be so dark. (laughs) Why couldn't I just be pretty? Why did it have to be because it had to be a tie to my color, right? So that was always an issue for me growing up. And so it wasn't until mm, a life-changing moment where I realized that I was tired of being a people pleaser, because what that the result of the lie that had been spoken into my life was that I became a people pleaser. And I just wanted to be accepted. I just wanted to be liked, I just wanted to be valued. And so I ended up jumping through all of these hoops to please the people that I cared about most, to feel validated or approved is maybe the better word. And what it did is, it taught me how to not really know what I wanted because I always thought I wanted what other people wanted for me because I really was looking for their approval. So I started my journey. I started my journey of wanting to learn what God said about me. He created me. So I wanted to know what did he say about me? And so I started researching the Bible. I started reading different things about um, different passages about what God said about women. And one of the ones that I came across was the Proverbs, Proverbs 31, where he says that charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That's Proverbs thirty one thirty. faith in a loving and a forgiving God will be the root of any and all manifestations of beauty. Physical beauty will fade over time, but true beauty is a virtue and it's timeless. But only by pointing out the lies of the culture and continuing continually reminding myself of God's definition of beauty, will it ever give me a chance to a chance to really protect my heart and my mind from the culture's inevitable brainwashing, right? So we must be faithful in being reminded that beauty is not defined by the number on the scale. Beauty is not defined by a pre-manufactured clothing tag that gives you the clothing size. Beauty is not defined by an hourglass shape, washboard abs, slender thighs, big boobs, (laughs) a J-Lo booty, a pouty Angelina Jolie lips, a pair of designer low rise jeans, cleavage, sassy haircut, a clear complexion, anti wrinkle cream, a surgical procedure. None of these define beauty. None of them is what gives the definition to what I believe we as women feel we need to possess. I sh- I needed to put a weave on there. Like weave extra hair, braids, whatever that is not what's defining you as being beautiful. It's not. We have to engage in the conversation, we have to have the conversation because we are worthy, we are more than the sum of our parts. We have to do a self check and make sure that we believe it first before we can really share it. You know, I'm the mother of an amazing little girl. She's not even little because she's a, she's a teenager, but, um, she's 15 years old and she's absolutely gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And I have got to do the work. I had to do the work within me so that My insecurities, my desire for approval, my desire for somebody else's validation did not transfer to her because, whether you know it or not, the way you perceive life, the way you perceive yourself, the way you perceive hardship, the way you perceive heartache, it transfers because our children learn from us on how to deal with things. And so I knew when I first got pregnant that and I had little kids that I did not want my mess, my the lies that I believed to transfer to them because I knew that it was possible. And so I had to start doing the work. So you first have to do a self check and make sure that you are believing the truth over the lies. And so those of us like myself who've been brainwashed by society over the years, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And, you know, it's it's something that is can be very you can make the decision to change the way you see yourself. You really can. And it starts with seeking out the truth. And so How do we know what the truth is? One of the things that I've shared many times is that this, one of my favorite quotes is by Dr. Miles Monroe. And he says that when you don't understand the purpose of something, you don't understand the purpose of a thing, abuse is inevitable. So when you don't understand the purpose of your beauty, abuse is inevitable. So I'm going to give you an example. So there, we all look differently. We all, no one listening to the sound of my voice is the same as a next person. You are uniquely made. You are beautifully and wonderfully created to be uniquely you. So your beauty is unique to you. So whether you have red hair, you have black hair, you have brown hair, you have blonde hair, you have yellow hair, you have green hair, it doesn't matter. But the bottom line is that it's unique to you. And so how are we comparing ourselves to a standard that is not, it's the only standard that's the same is the standard that comes from God. When we look at the societal standard of what's beautiful, it's, it does not take into account how uniquely different each one of us is. It doesn't. That's why we have to look to the truth of, okay, God said that I'm beautifully and wonderfully made. He made us out of his image. He created us to be expressions of him. And so if he created you with a size five foot, he did that on purpose and for a reason. If he created me with a size 10 foot, he did that with purpose and with reason. And so for me to be beating myself up because my foot grew from a size nine to a size 10 after I had three babies in three years. (laughs) That was part of my plan. That was part of my path, right? And so we've got to get a handle over what it is that we are going through, what it is that we are beating ourselves up over that is part of our purpose. It's a part of God's plan for who he's created us to be. Now, one of the things that I I beat myself up over a lot because uh, I grew up in Santa Barbara, like I mentioned before. And so I was a size seven eight growing up and my best friends were double zeros. They weighed less than 90 pounds. And I remember I was about 128 and they were 97, 96 pounds. And so I felt like a a whale, I felt huge, because I was comparing myself to them. Right. And so I did not realize that My size seven, eight was the way I needed to, the way God created me and the way I needed to be shaped, the way I needed to be sized, the way I needed to be that way, because he had a plan for my life being that size. When I graduated with my master's in health fitness promotion, I remember my very first job i had I was a health coach, and I coached a woman who was over four hundred pounds and At the time, I can't remember my size, but she said that wow i I can receive differently from you because you're not a hundred pounds." And I will never forget her saying that because it just made me flash back to all of those many hours and minutes of my life, my young life, that I wished I was a hundred pounds because that was what was considered beautiful when I was growing up, being. Twiggy was out was very popular model, and she was super skinny. And that was considered beautiful. And so my curves was not was not considered beautiful. And so to be able to change somebody's life by helping them to become healthier, and them to really listen to me because of my size, I was like, wow, God, you are amazing. Like you've created us to be what we are, not for us, but for you, because what you are going to be doing in and through us to really be expressions of you in the world. So how can you love your own beautiful? Number one, search your heart and mind. It's time to confront the lie. Who spoke the lie over you about your physical appearance? What did they say? Did you believe them? and how did it change the way you saw yourself confront the lie who spoke the lie over you about your physical appearance what did they say did you believe them and how did it change the way you saw yourself that's number 1 number 2 are you still playing the tape of the lie in your mind whatever where that that moment where somebody said that you were That your nose was big, or that you had thunder thighs, or that you were, your hair was a mess, or, you know, like where, what that moment when somebody said something about your physical appearance, do you still play the tape in your mind, especially when it's triggered by an experience that you're having? So, if if you are still playing that negative lie that negative tape in your mind, it is time to stop sister. It's time to stop. It's time to start seeking out the truth about your about your body. And again, this is only one aspect of your beautiful. Only one aspect. We're going to focus on some of the others over the next few weeks, but the the physical piece is what I want you to focus on today because we believe a lie that has become our reality reg- about something that we cannot change that we cannot change and some people have changed whether it's through breast augmentation or um liposuction and um there's no judgment around that but my bottom, the bottom line is that you cannot change i can't change the fact that i wear a size a size 10 shoe I can't change that. Of course, I would love to wear a seven or eight because there seems like there's a lot more pretty shoes in that size, but there's nothing I can do about that. There's nothing I can do about the fact that I have dark skin. Nothing I can do about that. So if I am literally living in a place of negativity because I don't like my skin color, I am living a miserable life and you are... The only thing we, the one thing that we can never regain is time. We can never regain time back. So if you're spending and wasting time being miserable or unhappy or not loving yourself, then you're wasting time, precious time, because once the time is gone, it's gone forever. So um, stop playing that negative lie in your mind. So what do you have to do? You have to write a list or well, a couple of things. One, confront the lie. So the way you can confront the lie is to write a list from head to toe of the things that you love about your body. What are the things that you love? So what do you love about your hair? I love that it's curly. I love that it's red. I love that it's straight. I love that it's um, easy to manage. What do you love about it? What do you love about your face? I love that my skin is smooth and that I have very little wrinkles. I love the fact that I have a great smile. I love that my ears are tiny or my ears are big or my whatever it is, right? So I want you to go from head to toe and write the things down that you love about your body. And when you get stuck, so for example, I had three babies in three years. So I have some stretch marks on my stomach that... I love because I they are it's evidence that I was able to have children. It's evidence that I bo- I had I carried 3 babies in my belly, right? And it's taken work for me to get to that place because initially I was like, "Oh no, I've got stretch marks or oh, my boobs are sagging," right? But I was able to breastfeed my children, right? So There's when you get stuck on something, when something negative pops into your mind, I want you to confront it. I want you to confront it and ask yourself the question, is it true? Am I ugly? Because I have stretch marks. No, that's not true. Right? So what is so you want to I want you to flip it flip the negative to the positive. So I have stretch marks on my stomach. What's the positive? Where did the stretch marks come from? The stretch marks came from the fact that my my belly, I, I gained 40 pounds when I had Sky and my belly stretched. So it's evidence that I had a, a pregnancy, a healthy pregnancy, and I delivered a baby. That shifts the whole game in the way I see my stretch marks on my stomach, right? And so when you write a list from head to toe, wherever you get stuck, and the negative pops into your mind, I want you to be committed, Stay committed to seeing the positive. Flip that negative to, okay, what is positive about these stretch marks? What is positive about my size 10 foot? (laughs) What is positive? Well, one, if I had a five foot, I'd probably fall over because it would not be able to sustain my body, right? So it's important for you to focus on the truth because there, again, the truth is where, there's freedom, there's freedom in truth, there is, there is liberty in the truth of who you are. And so it's going to be important for you to be committed to focusing and finding the truth about your body. This is again, only one aspect of your beautiful that we're focusing on today. So loving your own beautiful physically is important because it's an an important aspect of how people see beauty. Okay. And so their beauty is in so many, there's so many different other aspects of beauty, but focusing on the physical aspect, I want, and if you absolutely love everything, everything about your physical self, I'm so, 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 so thrilled and so excited and so happy for Anyone who does, because again, you're part of the 2% or the 4% globally, and that's wonderful. And so please share that with the fact, with other people, how do you do that? How do you get to a place where you love yourself 100% from the top of your head to the tip of your toes physically? You don't want to change anything about it. You're absolutely in perfect harmony and acceptance for everything physically. I love it. And I would love for you to personally email me because I want to celebrate you. I think that's amazing. And so that is our show today, ladies. It is something that's near and dear to my heart because I believe that loving the skin that you're in, loving the skin that you live in, has been a lifelong journey for me. It has been something that i've I've struggled with for over several several decades, and can still continue to struggle because I'm in a different phase. That we'll talk about on another episode, but I'm moving into this perimenopausal thing and it's very different and nobody ever told you, told me what to really expect. So we're going to have an episode on that (laughs) because I want you to know what to expect because I didn't, I didn't know what to expect and it's different and you've got to learn to love your body for the stages that it's in, the spaces that it's in, or else you're going to waste a whole bunch of time unnecessarily on being unhappy and being negative on being, um, it's things that you cannot control when ultimately who you were created to be and how you were created to be and the specific beautiful details of how you look, are all part of God's design for your life. So if you don't take anything else from this episode, what I want you to know is that you are beautiful. You are beyond beautifully and wonderfully made. I absolutely believe that you were created specifically and designed specifically the way you look, the way you are physically, because it is part of God's purpose and plan for your life. So please, sister, know that if no one has ever told you how beautiful you are, you are beautiful. I think you're beautiful. From the tip of your the top of your head to the tips of your toes. You are absolutely beautiful. I celebrate you. I celebrate your beauty today. I celebrate who God has created you to be and the uniqueness and the specificity that he has made you to be. So thank you for listening uh, to today's episode. I pray that it blessed you. I hope it opened your mind and your, your eyes to seeing yourself differently, that you will do the work to write a list from head to toe about the things that you love about your body. Write them down speak them over your your body. Be committed to to speaking nothing but life towards yourself. Think nothing but life in your brain about how you how you look because it really will change the way other people look at you as well. It's amazing. So thank you once again for joining each and every Monday. I so appreciate you. I value you. I thank you for your listenership and your support. Please continue to share this with your other sisters, your other family and friends to uh, to be just a vehicle for encouragement and to really usher in breakthrough into their lives. We are here each and every Monday. At 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we do different episodes on different topics, and I would love to hear from you if you have other topics that you would love to hear from or different, even guests that you would love to have here on the show. I welcome that you can go to actually go to Instagram at Wife Wisdom Podcast and put something in the comments or DM me. You can send me an email to hello at com. And so also, I would love to invite you to subscribe to our channel on iTunes. You can go to iTunes and it's Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little Jones and subscribe there. Also, please rate and review us because that actually helps other people find us and to be able to listen to the podcast. Thank you so much again, as always, for listening each and every week. I think you are amazing and I appreciate you so much. And before I go, I just want you to know you are beautiful. Bye-bye.